looking back at the best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the big talking points of the day, this is Pass the Post. Good morning, everyone, and we are past the post from Saturday, the 5th of December, and here we are on Sunday, the 6th of December, to review the big meeting at Doombin yesterday and everything that happened in racing right around Australia. Nathan Exelby is with me here to do it. Morning, mate. Yeah, morning, David. Uh, good to be here again reviewing another terrific day of the Summer Carnival. It certainly was a, a day with a difference because, of course, uh, country comes to city. We had the two big country races, but, of course, the... Group 3, George Moore, the listed mode, the winning Rupert. So a lot to talk about, and uh, not only from what happened yesterday, but looking with a view to the future. So let's make a start uh, quick smart, and we'll go to the, the feature. The Group 3, the tab, George Moore. Jonker, after his Keith Nowd track record-breaking performance, was set out the $2 favourite, but there was good support for Hard Empire at $4.20. Jonker, Jonker into the bend, slipped them, went too clear of Tambo's mate, then Deep Image, followed by Hard Empire, he's out and giving strong chase, Jonker hands and heels by Bird. now 1-2 with the shillelagh, Hard Empire's going to make a race of it, it's still Jonker in front, 50 metres to go, Hard Empire is going to get close, Jonker in front, Hard Empire went to him and beat him, Hard Empire beat Jonker, out back Barbie, Scalopini, Deep Image, Spurcraft, Tambo's Image, Chapter and Verse, The Otter, see Mashadi Hustler and River Racer last over the line in 18.11. Yes, a hard empire able to beat home Jonker. They ran 1783, uh, or Jonker ran 1783 winning the Keith Nad. Yesterday, the time very similar. Mm. Again, uh, you know, 18.11. If we hadn't seen the that Jonker race, you know, three weeks ago in that time, We'd be saying yes, they wouldn't outstanding yeah, right. time, and it is an outstanding barely time. Barely raced to mention, did it? And 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 those two horses. We'll talk about the beaten division after we have a chat with Toby Evans. But those two horses did pair off and were clearly, you know, uh, superior to their rivals. Yeah, on the day. that's right, and that's the way the the punters saw it too. In a race that looked to have some depth, they they picked out Hard Empire as the one that was, if there was to be a boil over, he was the one, and they got a spot on. Exactly right, Toby Evans, part of the uh, training partnership. Toby and his son Trent. Having a good run and uh, won the Group 3 yesterday. Toby's been kind enough to join us this morning on Pass the Post. Toby, good morning and, well, once again, congratulations. Morning, David and Nathan. How are you going? Thanks very much. And uh, to your way of thinking, and I suppose to punters as well, as, as we just pointed out, he, he was a good betting mover. No surprise you winning that race yesterday. No surprise for you. No, not at all. He... Um... <clears throat> I thought he should have run a clear second at his, at his last start. I don't think anything would have beaten Jonker on that day, the way he went. Um, and as I mentioned before, it's always difficult to... to although Jonker's gone very good yesterday, it's very difficult to to reach that, that level at, at a second-up run. So our guy had, had a couple of runs in and was very fit and, and going to that race really um, really well, I thought. So um, he's always, if he got the right ride, he's always going to be in the finish. Toby had a very good record over in South Australia. We saw him run well at a Magic Million Snippets last year. The Goodwood run obviously stands out. So you knew you were getting a pretty good horse when he arrived, but he's, he's, has he exceeded your expectations to this point? Uh, look, he always get these type of horses, and, and uh, yeah, he's been well-performed, and um, it's always a bit of pressure to get him back to that level, I suppose. And uh, coming into a new area, how he fitted in and where he... Where he where he fitted in ratings-wise and, and the like. So I didn't take my, do much homework on him, to be truthful. I just thought I'd take him on face value and have a look at him ourselves and, and let him fit into where he does. And, and obviously, he fits in well. So he's got a good future here, by the look of it. 
He's had a few homes. He, he started his racing career in, in Tassie with Adam Trinder. He had a, a stint with Darren Weir and then, of course, with Richard and Chantel Jolly. What was the actual background to you, your stable, getting the horse? I just got a phone call from Charles White, the managing owner, asking us to take him on. Um, so, yeah, this came out of the blue, really. I'm not sure. Um, I'd never met Charles before, so uh, it was, you know, we, we, we just decided to take him on and, and away we went. So um, it, was, it was a good pickup. Yeah, they're nice phone calls to get those ones, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I don't often, don't happen often enough, but anyway, that was great. So the the aim is the the Magic Million snippets on January sixteen. Have you had a chance to decide whether there's another run in him before that date, Toby? Probably doesn't need one. I think he needs he'll need a top up trial. Um, he's he's better fresh anyway. He's seven year old. He doesn't need racing week in week out. Now he's at that level. It's need to keep him there. Um, so. You know, he'll head to the farm tomorrow and, and spend a week out there and then uh, come back in and prepare for a uh, top-up trial and then the, into Magic Million Day. So that's about... I won't run him before that, no. Toby, it, it's it's always good, isn't it, for a stable when you've got a horse that, it, one, <laughs> is healthy, two, is in form, and he is in what I describe as brilliant form, and three, <laughs> the program's going your way and you've just, just outlined what you're going to do. So... You know, even though we're, what, six weeks out from Magic Millions Day, you'd be sitting in a fairly good position with this horse, Hard Empire, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, it's it's good that he's, he's, he's built on his... Like, he, he won from an orchid alley first up. Um, I thought he's desperately unlucky not to run second his next start, and he held that form yesterday. Um, and all, all we need to do now is just keep him, keep him at that level and, and make sure we've got him fit enough and, and ready to go for Magic Million Day, even though it is six weeks out. I don't think it's a big deal, you know. Um, it's very hot here, and, and um, you know, the horse basically trains himself, so it's, it's he's pretty simple to train. And um, yeah, looking forward to that that day actually. Toby, the stable's on a real hot streak at the moment. I think that's eight winners in the past eight days, and you had three yesterday, another one on the Gold Coast, and, and Great Keppel. This is a horse that's sort of come of age. This preparation. Yeah, he's always had a good ability. Um, uh, you know, I suppose you could say he hasn't been quite genuine, um, but he's been a bit stiff, you know, carrying big weights all the time. And yesterday's probably the first time I've been able to get him down in weight. He had a lovely ride. Ryan Maloney rode him great and um, just showed us what he could do yesterday, which is good. I'm, probably wasn't the, the greatest feel, but he was able to, able to take care of them pretty easily. And um, I'm sure he can get through his grades now. Uh, it's always good to get a bit of confidence. He's won his last couple and very seldom been out of the money. So he's a good, really good money spinner for the owners and um, what wasn't a really dear horse, to be truthful. I, I think it was only about 30-something grand. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a good, uh, good, honest honest horse for the stable. I think he, I think he, yesterday he proved conclusively that he's gone from that, you know, good chance or, or strong winning chance midweek, Metropolitan midweek, to, well, winning a Class 6 yesterday. And, you know, that's his fifth. But he's only had the 23 starts. But as I, I pointed out yesterday on the, the, the public address... He's had 14 minor placings as well, so you'd like to own one like him. I mean, he pays his way. Oh, yeah, he's, he's more than done that. So, um, you know, frustrating for punters, I'd imagine, but certainly good for owners that um, have to pay training fees each month because they don't have to dip into their pocket too often. Mm. But, um, you know, he's, he's been... been, uh, You know, Bernie mentioned it yesterday in the post-race interview. You know, he took a while to win a maiden, and then he was back last, and then he stormed home and won, and we decided that's probably the best way to ride him, but... We've had to had to ride him according to, 
you know, the pattern of the day and, and the tempo of the race at different times. And he hasn't been as good. I do think yesterday's, uh, the way he ridden him is probably the best, he was ridden yesterday is the best way to ride him. So if we get those type of races, you know, he's, he's um, going to be very competitive in whatever he races in. Toby, last week on the program, you highlighted Alpine Edge as a horse that you, a two-year-old that you've got high hopes for. We saw him at the the Doombin Trials on Tuesday. We ran pretty good time compared to older horses. Were you happy with what you saw there on Tuesday? Yeah, I thought um, thought he did a little bit wrong still. So still got a little way to go. He'll he'll start up and um, kick his career off on the field already next Saturday. Um, uh, he's still got a little bit to learn, I thought. You know, he changed strides quite close to the line and, and um, I'll be asking for a little bit of an effort. I thought he probably could have won a little bit easier, but that's OK. Uh, the track was quite firm and Robbie sort of indicated he wanted to look after him rather than push him, push him out hard on that firm firm surface on Tuesday morning. So um, I trusted that and that's good. And uh, he is a nice horse going forward. And Pareto, she was good in the mode behind Isotope. Yeah, so Isotope obviously... Extremely good filly, um, uh, and she stays pace parado now, which is which is one of the goals for every breeder and owner. Uh, so that's good. She does she does indicate she wants a mile. For me, um, I can't wait for that. that. That won't be this preparation, obviously, but it'll be next next season. Um, and once she gets to those distances, I'm not sure how far she'll go. It's probably a mile might be it, but um, she flat out the whole way yesterday and was good enough to hold on to run third. So good effort by her, and she's a filly that's um, had a good prep. Toby, thanks for your time this morning um, and we look forward to uh, speaking to you again during the Summer Carnival, but great results in recent weeks. Keep up the good work. Thanks, David. Toby Edmonds joining us this morning with the Hard Empire and I suppose one thing we didn't mention there and uh, it's well worthy of, of uh, mention is again another great ride by Brad Stewart. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, we expect that. But what I liked in that race was that he, f- he made sure he stayed on the rail for as long as possible. When you're running high one or potentially running high one sevens or low one eights, you can't be coming wide. You have to you have to no, take the shortest right. way home. And he did that, that he navigated a path into the clear and that let Hart Empire do the rest. We saw a similar display on the Herovian only a week before. So he's he's riding in the peak of form. And there's, f- there's few better sights in Queensland racing than when Brad Stewart is in good form. So, Jonka, uh, he was beaten and, and he had every chance. And I think we knew that that was on the horizon. When they got below the 200, he wasn't mm. getting away from them. And you could see Hard Empire and you knew, you still thought Jonka might win, but you knew Hard Empire was going to yeah. make it awfully close, which he well, did. You, you spotted him early in the call. Jim Burns said he f- may have felt the ground a little bit yesterday. He just didn't quite let down as, uh, like certainly like he did the previous time. And he thought maybe that was a a possible reason for the defeat, but he, he's still beaten the others by almost three lengths. So, you know, hard empires just franked what Brad Stewart and Toby Edmonds thought at their pr- previous start where he should have finished a whole lot closer. The track was upgraded from a good four to a good three midway through the day. From the others, I thought Outback Barbie mm. was sound because we're just saying about you don't want to cover ground in fast run races. She was three wide exposed and, and certainly rallied to the task in the straight. Yes, beaten clearly, but, but still I thought a... A very creditable run. And when you know the race is coming up, she won the, the cutest race last year. You think that there'd be a nice target for her mm. again this time around. She's certainly right on target. It was a, a lovely return. And Tambo's mate, I thought uh, he's he's uh, <laughs> uh, of a worthy mention because he was ridden aggressively yesterday rather than be ridden quietly. Mm. He was on speed and, and he boxed on well. He draws forth. badly in these races mm. a lot of the time. That horse. 
So there it was. That was the, the tab George Moore at Group 3 level. Let's go to our next feature. This was the last race. Punters tipped in big here with isotope. Black figures in the morning. None of that when the starter said go. Jumped at $1.55. Freya's cloak alongside Dusty Tycoon. Now Maloney is navigating a path. There'll be no hard luck excuse with Isotope. She's into the clear. And here she comes. Down below the 300. Dusty Tycoon in front. Not for long. Isotope giving her cue. Burst of the lead. Pareto sets sail up after it. But they're giving away too big a start. And favourite bankers go home in a great frame of mind. Isotope is off and gone. And she wins brilliantly. Second over the line. Got a kiss. Third Pareto and fourth Star Rosa. Behind them, Dusty. Dusty Tycoon, then Fleet Dove, Plutocrat. At the head of the others was Bad Barista, Kalur, ELO, Freya's Cloak, One Shy Ruby, Abby Moore, and Hancora Field whipped them in in a good gallop, 1881. Now, I know everything went according to plan, uh, the right run, the right ride, and the right result, but this win smacked of authority, in my opinion, uh, 1881. Comparing that to Hard Empire, 1811, but this is a three-year-old filly, and I think the most significant part of the performance, when you watch the replay, and I probably didn't notice it live, the last 50 metres, he just eases mm. up on her. And, yeah. and she still won by three lengths. It was a performance of a, a group class horse, wasn't it? Um, and you know, Tony Gollan's long been very open about the ability this filly has. Um, things didn't go right first up. He's gone away. He's obviously thought about it a lot. There's quite a few gear changes mm. there. Um, she was on her best behaviour, and um, that was a good field, and she... She absolutely tailed them up. She certainly did, and now she such was the emphasis of the win. She's been promoted to uh, three-year-old guineas favouritism at $5 over a away game at $6. Yeah, that's right. So the, the girls topping that market. Um, we've only seen her at 1,400 metres once, um, and that didn't pan out that day. She was gassed up the front, wasn't she, in the in, in Rothfire's JJ Atkins, but the way she relaxed yesterday... Um, you'd really think that um, she will get that 1,400. We're hoping to get Ryan Maloney on, on the line, and so hopefully we'll get him shortly. Yes, uh, of course, uh, he was seen to advantage on isotope. We spoke about his run on Greg Keppel. Uh, from the beaten division, we discussed Pareto there with Toby Evans, but your selection got a kiss. Well, I think she ran out of her skin too. I mean, she had that horror barrier and, and, and didn't have a great trip. But again, as, as I say, you can trust got a kiss. She always runs well, whether she wins or, or runs at the top she three or so, four. She is so honest, isn't she? And that run yesterday was sort of akin to what she did in the JJ Atkins mm. right back. She, they had to get back there from the, from the gate. I thought Steph Thornton rode it well early to get in front of the three or four of them, but nothing carted her into the race. So she's one that you'd think can get closer to Isotope, but the fact that Isotope can sit on a good speed and just accelerate her off it, it's... Um, it's a big advantage. Speaking about, uh, we've discussed Brad Stewart, Maloney, Ryan Maloney falls into the same category. When, when all the stars are aligned, he's a, he's a treat to watch. And uh, we, we saw that yesterday with Great Keppel and Isotope. Well, Great Keppel was just brilliant. And then Isotope, he took bad luck out of the equation, didn't he? He didn't persevere on the turn hoping for a run. He, he angled out, got her into the clear, and um, she did the rest. Ryan Maloney's been kind enough to join us now on the line. Ryan, thanks for your time. Congratulations on yesterday. No worries, thanks a lot. Isotope, let's talk about her. Uh, as we just said before, we listened to the replay, we've discussed the race. She had a, a perfect run, but, uh, and, you know, everything went according to plan, but, oh, gee, she had a bit on the mate. And, and you eased up on her. You were kinder with that last 50 metres. Yeah, no, she um, she couldn't be more impressive, David. Um, obviously, the uh, the barriers was the only um, question mark, and 
she got through that quite well, and um, yeah, she she put um, she put away you know quite good fillies um, as it was, and yeah, it made them look second rate. You're on the number one seed through this summer three-year-old series last year, Ryan, with Alligator Blood, and now it looks like you've got on the, the top seed again with with Isotope. Does she have that sort of? Did, give, does she give you a feel that she'll get to group races and even maybe a Group One level later on? Yeah, she's obviously um, her form in the um, in the winter carnival behind Rothfire and Wild Ruler stands up very well now. So um, with a bit with the nice little break she had in between then and now. Um, she's definitely, yeah, she's got, she's definitely got a really good race in her. Um, and I suppose probably uh, the only question mark is whether she'll run a good strong 1400, but I think this time round she will. So, um, yeah, like I said, she couldn't be more impressive yesterday and, um, uh, yeah, sky's the limit at the moment. Ryan, Nathan just raised, uh, Alligator Blood's name there and, and at least through this show, we haven't had the opportunity to speak to you about Alligator Blood. Now you've been the constant partner right 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 through last campaign did you feel that he wasn't wasn't as good as in his previous campaigns yeah no, from basically the time i tried him he just never gave me that same feel mm. and it was, it was a telltale in his um, races he just wasn't um although his first up run was really good i just he just never travelled like he, I know he can and give me the feel of it he, he, he gave me in back in the autumn. And, yeah, the riding was on the wall when the Silver Eagle, when he, um, in the straight, he just had nothing to answer when, um, uh, I can't remember the horse. Flit. Flit, sorry, yeah. Yep. When he just had no, no answer for it. And it's just very uncharacteristic. He, um, in the straight, he had his head cocked to the side like he was really uncomfortable. Mm. And then the Golden Eagle, uh, it probably looked like he didn't have the track, but he travelled really well through it. And then as soon as I pushed the button, he just he just didn't let go at all. So um, subsequently, he's had the, the the operation for the kissing spine, and um, hence why yeah he wasn't didn't come up last preparation. No, exactly right, and and you know I suppose the most logical uh, answer to the question is that you know he's probably been carrying this injury, but no, that was disappointing. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, sorry, mate. I interrupted you there. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, this is a time of year when when people like David and I are looking ahead at the the Christive, Christmas festive season and what uh, delicacies might be on the table. But for you, I've looked it up this morning. So Isotope, she'll have 55 kilos in the Vaux Rogue, and then as it stands at the moment, she'll have 54 and a half in the Magic Millions Guineas. How does that sit with you? Yeah, we're sitting down with a dinner plate, and that's about it. But, um, Good luck. But uh, hopefully the rewards are there. Like, I had me weight really good in Sydney, and then I was, when I went into um, the isolation where I couldn't come back to Sydney, uh, where I couldn't come back to Queensland, I uh, I just indulged too much, and it, it, it really didn't catch up with me until I come back to riding, and then I was pulling off, you know, three kilos, and it just my body just just um yeah went in a, in a real spiral and a yo-yo effect and uh it's been pretty well documented that the, the horses i've had to get off in the last couple of weeks but i've got to stabilize now and it's starting to come down i've been riding work every morning and um yeah as long as i don't do anything stupid over the uh indulge like i did in the ice i'll have i'll have my weight right for one ryan 
it's it's always a battle. It's always a battle physically, naturally, but but naturally it has to play a part mentally as well. And the big story last week was Bailey Nader taking time off to try and get his weight right. You more than anyone else would understand that young man's predicament at the moment. Absolutely, and you know, he's probably a good foot taller than me, probably more, and he's got big broad shoulders on him. He does a very good job to um, to keep his weight as good as he does. And you know, the, the, the mental side of it is just letting people letting people down, and mm. just knowing that. And then, the, especially when they win, like it, it's uh, you know, it's only, you only got yourself to blame but, um, in the end, just through management or just. Um, um, yeah, not getting it off in time, but yeah, that's uh, I think the, the biggest killer is when you let people down, you let yourself down, and it does play a toll. But um, hopefully, you can get it right and come back bigger and stronger. That's a very incisive comment you make, and I just want to just just pick up on that. As you said, it's it's not all about you. I mean, yeah, you missed the win, but you've got to at one stage during the morning pull the pitter at some stage. And that play, obviously, well, you've, you've just told us, so uh, that's you. It, it does play on your mind that, you know, you have let people down. So it, it, there's other factors to it, just the, just not, you know, riding the horse. No, exactly. Like, when you've got to make that call in the morning to ring the train and say, listen, mate, I'm sort of sorry, I can't, I can't make the way. It's, uh, that's the last thing they need to be worrying about is whether you're going to make the way or not. Uh, owners are they're confident that um, you're riding their horse and they're looking forward to the day and then um, next, next minute they got they haven't got a rider and they don't and sometimes they they get a rider that they well they wouldn't wouldn't prefer, prefer some someone else and they can't get the rider they want so um, yeah and because you get they get the opportunities um, it's um, not a good look to be to be getting off them so um, yeah there's a lot of factors that go into it but um, they're the underlying truth so obviously isotopes of Philly, you know, is going to be worth the sacrifice, as you say, going towards that Magic Millions Guineas. And it's a race that provided your biggest payday in racing 12 months ago, but as it transpired, the later disqualification. So that would sort of eat away at you a bit. And I imagine it'd be great to turn around in a year later and, and make amends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was it was a big, it was my biggest payday, um, that one. And uh, I... I didn't have it spent, but my, but my wife did. She, um, she, she bought a new kitchen, new bathroom. So um, yeah, it, it, uh, it did leave a big dent in the pocket. But um, uh, at the end of the day, it's the way it goes, I guess. Just before we let you go, I just want to ask about one horse that you didn't ride yesterday. But I saw this horse win when you did ride it, and I've watched it again uh, the yesterday. John Sorry, John, the John Snurden horse. Yes, uh, I think it's a very yeah. talented horse. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they, I was feeling that they went there, to be honest. I was really uh, <laughs> hoping I could stick with him. But, um, yeah, look, he, he, he's very raw still. You saw yesterday he was off the bridle and he's all over the shop. But, um, you know, I, I, from from when I rode him at Ballino, I, I said he's, you know, he's got black type written all over him, um, whether it be this prep or I would have thought it would be next prep, but... Um, you know, got beaten half a length yesterday against some very seasoned good horses, three-year-olds. Exactly right. Look, thanks for your time this morning. Continue the good work and, uh, and keep on the right path because, uh, as we said, uh, when all the stars are aligned, everything's going OK, there's none better. Thanks for your time this morning. 
No, thanks, boys. Cheers. Brian Maloney joining us this morning, and uh, I, I thought, you know, that, that was a very, you know, it's probably an obvious comment, but I, I like the way that he was prepared to say the, the one of the, the the main factors with him is he feels like he's let people down. Yeah, as you say, it was insightful, and uh, he's a terrific guy to have on, isn't he? Because he says it how it is, so there's there's no sugar coating, and um, uh, he's got to be looking at a dinner plate for Christmas, and. Um, and the wife had the in, money spent. Looking at a dinner plate of Christmas in a, ki- in a kitchen he doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not a bad way to look forward to December 25. Now, Rogue Rocket, we mentioned him fourth. Let's go to that race. This is the next replay. It's the winning Rupert. Shooting for gold was the favourite, but you got better odds than you thought you might. Ran at $3. They pack up around the turn. Short of 400 left to Rana. Kavak led the way. From on the outside, Apache Chase shooting for gold. There's no clear room there for the moment. Gold was only one batting. Safe work down the outside. He's fighting a needle eye opening on shooting for gold now. He's coming through after Kavak. And Safe work is still around wider with Thundermania. Here's a good finish coming up. Shooting for gold and Safe work. They go to the line. I'd say shooting for gold from Safe work. Thundermania third. Fourth Apache chase and wider was Rogue Rocker, then Goldsborough, followed by at the head of the others, Kavak. Then came Wellback Acrobatic, broken here over Mashani Fraudster, last over the line. Oh, this is a tight one. Yes, shooting for goal. Got it. A lot of our listeners wouldn't know that uh, race callers have parallel uh, conversations. There's one they're hearing, <laughs> there's one they're hearing on the air. And there's one that is not hearing that's exclusive to my brain, mm. and I'm and I, as I'm saying, there's no clear room. There's a needle eye opening. The one inside my brain is going, "Take that run, you idiot! Get through there! I've got my money on this." I thought it was a pretty brave ride. He, he persevered. It was. He, it was, and he made the run happen. I heard him say, "We're talking about Justin Huxtable." I heard him say post race. He said, I've, "I've copped it a bit lately for some of these runs I'm taking. So maybe he's been going for runs that there's." Not enough room, but uh, I think uh, every punter in Australia who was on shooting for gold applauded. Yeah, absolutely. But he did get through in plenty of time, and then, gee, I thought safe work just about had him. Yeah, shooting for gold goes to the uh, three-year-old guineas, the Magic Millions guineas. So these races, where they're starting to take shape now as we see the players come through the the lead-ups, there seems to be a consensus that 1,400 might be a a bridge too far. I'm, I'm not certain about that. No, and that's coming from the stable as mm. well. That um, you know, Steve is sort of looking at his his dam side. That's a speed pedigree, but he's hoping that uh, the sire will come through. The Caulfield Guineas winning sire will, will come through. But he's a uh, he's a real talent, isn't he? That was that race sort of it, it panned out pretty well yesterday in terms of the depth. I thought there's some really nice horses there going forward, and he's been able to win it first up in a, in a really good effort. So I, th- I, I expect that to be a good form race going forward. Yes. It's been sitting there for two years now, David, to have listed status. It's been ticked off but hasn't been formalised and that's really frustrating to have a race like that because it's, it sits alongside the mode which has got listed status pretty much like for like. But the pattern committee stuck in a holding pattern at the moment for reasons completely outside of Queensland's control and it's you just hope that the the numbers of the race stand up so when they do finally get around to doing it that it will be ratified. Well, it always seems uh, an anomaly on this day that the mode plate yeah. is listed and the winning group it isn't. And, and uh, the question I was going to ask you then, I think you've half answered So you say it's been ticked off, but why hasn't it been formalised? Well, there hasn't been much happen with the Patton Committee in some time and this relates a lot to the Everest. There's a, there's a standoff between Victoria and New South Wales and other races that are in the wings uh, that have achieved the numbers necessary to 
attain that status haven't been ticked off. And it goes both ways. There's probably races here in Queensland that are on the brink of being downgraded as well, and that, mm. that hasn't happened at the same time. But it is frustrating for a race like this. The moat has been around a lot longer than the winning route, but I think it was a race yes. in its own right, so that's why it was ahead of the queue. I thought Thundermania was run. Mm. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, I think the result could have been flattered to a degree that the tempo was strong early and the run on horses came to the fore. As you see, one, two, three, four across the line all came from the second they settled. They, they settled the last four. But 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 Thundermania, I think, is a horse crying out for you know fourteen hundred metres and even possibly longer than that. So he was good. Uh, Apache Chase was good of the on-speed runners there, mm. David. Um, first up, we know he, he already proved himself out to fifteen hundred metres. So uh, it was an encouraging return on his. And Goldsboro's proving disappointing. Yeah, they put the money on again yesterday, didn't they? Uh, with the with the gear change. 1,200 metres might have found him out yesterday, David. He was there, loomed, and didn't finish off. I think you might be right there. Well, one of the other features of yesterday's meeting at Doombin was country coming to city, and we saw not one but two big country races, the Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede. Jared Wessel was the broadcaster of both races, and uh, I'm very uh, proud to say that he did a fantastic job. Let's have a listen to the Country Cups Challenge. And a lot of putters' money were on, were on the winner here. Penny Aguer with Robert Thompson riding at $2.05. They're on the bend in the Country Cups final. Richford led by a length. Going up on the outside now was Eshiel to just about join him. Then rather salubrious. And Penny Aguer, he's saying to thunder up the middle of the track. 175 to run. Penny Aguer got to the front. He put up two lengths. Eshiel battling. Running on late is Mr. Tickets. Penny Aguer in front. One and a half clear. And here's eight in a row. Penny Aguer wins the Country Country Cups final defeats Mr. Tickets, who runs second. Then came Rather Salubrious, followed by Proan, Eshiel. Next over McQuiro. Then came Van Winkle, uh, with also uh, towards the rear of the field, Martial Art in company with Fabs Cowboy. Then Drumbeats Choice, Galapagos. Richford knocked up, finished towards the rear with My Cousin Bossy and Regal Reese. And Splits pulls up at the rear. It was the expected result, but the result's never there until the judge calls a halt, but it was Paniagua successful. Robert Thompson riding for his trainer, Alex Maloff, who's based in Mariba, and I've never had the chance to speak to Alex before, but I'm so happy to be able to speak to him this morning on what must be uh, post-celebrations. Alex, congratulations. Did you party hard last night? Oh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was a good night, uh, surrounded by a lot of good friends and family. So yeah, no, we uh, we turned it on a little. <laughs> it's look, it's it's a it's a wonderful story. It's a story that was told well before the race, but then of course, you know, you go into the race, uh, short price favourite. How were the nerves there yesterday? Are you, are you a nervous type person, or did you just take it all in your own stride? Uh, I'm the worst. <laughs> I, I, I had to Someone go and stand by were. myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't deal very well with it at all. It's, um, it's all worth it when they come past with a post like that. Yeah, exactly right. Look, um, his record's fantastic, isn't it? Now, eight wins from, from 13 starts. There was some talk yesterday, of course, uh, he's a four-year-old, that he might go to the gateway next week. You've had uh, last night and this morning to think about it. Have you come up with any decision on that front? No, not at this stage. We didn't think about it at all last night, to be honest. <laughs> we, uh, we were busy doing other things last night. But, um, look, the horse has pulled up better than the connections this morning, so um, he's still a chance. Um, but we'll probably make that decision sort of tomorrow. One decision that seems to have been made, Alex, is that the horse is going to stay with Glenn Baker. Now, will that be a tough one for you to sort of head back home without him? 
Yeah, it's horrible. I'm on the way to the airport now. I don't want to leave him, but um, yeah, no. Look, he's um, he's done his job in North Queensland um, without being disrespectful to the competition up there because it's tough racing uh, up in Cairns and Townsville. But he's probably too good for him. He's going to be weighted out now. And um, look, I think he's I think he's a city class horse on on yesterday's performance. Certainly. And Alex, I think that's a good point you make. And we've sort of seen this happen with the Herovian. He came down from the north, of course. He started in Victoria, went to the north. He came down here. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, OK, you know, the form's great up there. Let's see how he goes here. Well, he's exceeded all expectations. And how amazingly, only a few weeks later, we see the same sort of story developing again with your horse. Look, I hope my bike's as good as the Herovian one day. Um, he's... He's uh, got some classes to make up yet, but um, Raven's a, a terrific story as well. They're, they're good friends of mine, the Mass Nams and, um, and Tina, of course. Oh, look, we uh, we call uh, Paniagua the Raven's protege. We're, we're trying to follow in his footsteps. If we, uh, we end up in anywhere near as good as him, we'll be wrapped. Alex, you stayed at home for the past fortnight. You had to work and uh, sent the horse down with Kelly, and you, you know, she obviously does a terrific job with this horse. Yeah, absolutely. I no problems at all, even with Kel. Um, she's the uh, travelling foreman, we like to call her. I'm not sure she loves that too much, but um, <laughs> she does a great job wherever she goes with him. And uh, I got down, of course, on Thursday, and the first thing I did was go and check the horse. And I reckon he found a couple more apples while he's been away from me, so I couldn't have been happier with how he looked. And, and great to see Robert Thompson, actually. He, he's such a friend, too, to, to North Queensland Racing. He's there at uh, all of the, the carnivals. I, I know in, when I go to Cairns for the amateurs to, to call him up there, he's always there. He's a favourite with the punters and, uh, and again, gave a typically uh, masterful display yesterday. So the horse winning with, with, uh, with RT on top certainly was probably the icing on the cake. Yeah, what a pleasure it was to have Robert ride one, uh, one for me. I've never met Robert before. I've mm. obviously admired his... Uh, his ability for a long time now. I've never really had one good enough to put Robert on in the past. So, um, as soon as I got the opportunity, um, it was a great phone call to make and, and I'm glad he could come up and ride for us. And even even better to have a beer with him after. It was, he's a terrific guy. Have you checked the online auctions today to see if there's another <laughs> $600 horse there, Alex? Uh, that's something I'll have to talk to Kelly about before I make any more purchases. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a bit of trouble last time. Can't reach that again. A great payday. 61,000 of the winner there, but a great result overall. And I, th I think a great result for racing as well. But you are, you are a key part of it, Alex. Congratulations. And uh, well, I suppose back to work tomorrow, mate. Is that is that the case? Yeah, I'm on the way to the airport now, unfortunately. So there'll be a toilet for me to unblock somewhere tomorrow, <laughs> no doubt. And, and on that line, I couldn't say it any better. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Good on you. Thank you. Thanks, Alex, Alex. Malloff joining us from, uh, from, well, on his way to uh, Brisbane Airport to head back home and back into the plumbing tomorrow morning. Yeah, and uh, what a great job he did last week, Alex, in terms of all the, the press that he did. They just say the story was well told um, in all mediums of, of the media and it was great to then see the result follow for him. Two races earlier, we had the inaugural running of the Tab Country Stampede. Big field of 15 thundered out of the gates and here's the replay.
They sizzle towards the corner. 500 metres left to run in hard stride. Got across from the outside gate. Let a long neck to Absolute Bonza. Camped in third was Tapper. Coming up three wide now on the outside was Zukaz. Further back in the field then two was Dunny to run on Osaka. The rest headed by Drayman and Raiden winding up. Hard stride giving them something to catch. 200 metres to run. Tapper alongside. Starting to finish off well. Raiden flying down the outside. In front hard stride at the 100. Tapper's trying hard. Raiden flying at them. Still hard stride in front. Hard stride clinging on and one. Hard stride won the stampede. Raiden flew and got second. Tapper very game in third. Next over the line was Zukaz followed then by uh, next over Asaka. Then came District Drayman. Victory Toast. Then Muron who was always well back. Media Vita. Uh, Hailers Tarry. Diggity finished towards the end. Absolute Bonza knocked up. And Wigget Express is just about the last over with Ancina. Well, I think this was also a, a great result for this concept. Uh, here's a horse uh, who was who started in a, a big stable in Melbourne, uh, came to, to, to Queensland and was a profitable horse for Tony Sears. And then he reached his mark there. He was moved on to uh, a fellow trainer and woman, Jason Judge. Not afraid to travel, a typical country trainer. Go where you can place your horse ride. Was never afraid to come to the city on, on, on mm. occasions where people would say, what's he coming here for, 100 to 1 charts? Anyway, he got his uh, big payday yesterday, Jason on the team with hard strike. 10 years of age, Paul Hamblin, a story in itself, 15 barrier, led all the way. It was well named the race, the Stampede, because there was a bit of interference. Paul Hamblin, 13-day stretch, and Gary Guren, rider of the third horse, 11 days. But I thought Paul Hamblin's a terrific story, David. We talked about weight with Ryan Maloney mm. earlier. Well, Paul Hamblin does it tough to make 61. He's, he occasionally does 59, he says, which nearly kills him. But even getting the 61 is a, a task for him, and great to see him get a reward. I guess he was, it would have been downcast when he saw Barrier 16 come out, but he put the handlebars down and... He made sure he was going to find the rail <laughs> in no uncertain <laughs> manner. Um, hard stride. I've called hard stride yeah. at a non-tab. Oh, have you? One of the few ones I've been to was at St George when oh, it was the yes. uh, it was the St George Cup in 2019. And, of course, typical, I did the form on the meeting. I said, this is a certainty hard stride. <laughs> Even with a 64.5 kilos, yes. had an apprentice on. Got beaten. Got, got rolled. Another another punning story, even in St George, but it was hard stride. <laughs> but hard stride came up trumps yesterday. We've discussed every race bar two other. Subterranean won the two-year-old for Matt Dunn. And so you wins in good form for Chris Waller. It just won the staying race. Picker Plum was another one. Oh, yes, good yes. to see her back in form after she's, she strung those ones together and she's she's back now. So we go to Doombin on Friday for a twilight meeting. The Doombin Mile is the feature. That's a quality race, and then a host of feature races. And Eagle Farms come back this Saturday, of course, headed by the quarter of a million dollar, the Gateway. Let's take a break, our first break, in fact, on Past the Post. Thanks for your company this morning. We'll come back and look at racing right around the country after this. Past the Post on Radio Tab. Chop will lead them for home. Too close the sun within about three quarters of him on the home turn. Watch me dance with McGruddy healing her along coming into the corner. Also being asked the big question, Dom to shoot. Cup Knights on the rail down the outside. Truly great. Galo Chop with a kick. 250 to go. Galo Chop down the outside. Truly great though. He's quickly cut them down. Truly great. They headed past the 100. Truly great. Surges clear. Inspirational girl running 
home powerfully, but it's all in vain and truly great. Wins the Kingston Town Classic from Inspirational Girl. It's a Cerise and White Quinella. Behind those then, third, probably Dom to shoot from Platoon. Galo Chop, who got tired late. Then KC, Gemma's son, too close to the sun at the head of the others. Arctic Stream, Taxagano and Uni Time. Watch me dance. She didn't come on in the straight. Trap for fools, never likely. Nerf Bosk well back with Cup Night and Missile Launch. Yes, as Darren McCauley said, it was um, the um, Cerise and White Quinella, but not in the order that most punters expected with truly great, the $18 chance beating the $2.10 pop inspirational girl. Yeah, that's right, and truly great firm to $2.60 favouritism for the Perth Cup off the back of that win. Was favourite at $4 before it, but um, now much shorter. Yeah, and a typical... Um, um, Grand uh, Alana Williams horse, uh, great strike rates. Now had the 12 starts for seven wins. Came off a midfield finish in the railway, but uh, finishing strongly to win the Group One Kingston Town yesterday. Kementari was a winner in, uh, at uh, Perth as well at Ascot. What a terrific story! So I think I think I read somewhere it was a tick over a thousand days since he'd um, won that Randwick Guineas, and um, he'd become a almost a punchline Kementari, hadn't he? So well done to them for persevering going across there and I know that those close to the horse that meant an awful lot to them because you know, he's an unusual story Kementari he had a mm. big career at start ahead of him and that didn't pan out he was gelded and he's come back and um, won a feature race which is terrific certainly did and that uh, wraps up uh, the carnival the, the well, summer carnival spring summer carnival in uh, in Perth down of course the uh, Perth Cup uh, New Year's Day let's go in fact no I don't think it is on New Year's Day now I'm not sure Nathan doesn't have any idea either. He's just now That's hurriedly right. I'll, going, I'll, to go, going to his phone there to try that, and find out. Leave that to you. I'll, I'll check that out. Let's go to a cup we do know was run yesterday. It was the Packenham Cup. Here's the replay. Into the straight. Knight's order lets down and takes the lead from Hackey. Creedence up on the inside. Princess Jenny down the middle and they were followed by Attorney. Princess Jenny up to Knight's order. Creedence rallies the fence and then came Attorney. It's Princess Jenny, Knight's order and Creedence with Attorney now blasting home. Creedence and Attorney worlds apart at the 100. Then Knight's order. Attorney moves up for Nashrawilla from Creedence, Knight's order. It's going to be close, but Attorney won the Packetham Cup. And Nick to Creedence, Knight's order. And they were followed by Red Elto, Princess Jenny. Next, Hacky, Scarlet Dream, Brimham Rocks. Then a long, long gap to our big Mike and Northwest Passage last. Matthew Smith is never afraid to travel with his horses. We see him bring horses to, to uh, southeast Queensland as well. But attorney went to Pakenham, got the money, Nash for a willow riding. And I think they're long-term looking at a race, maybe like the Sydney Cup. Yeah, and punters found this horse. Yes, and I thought it looked a pretty open race mm. with a lot of chances, but they really zeroed in on him, didn't they, David? The um, what did he end up starting about three dollars twenty. Um, Nashra Will has gone back to Victoria just to, for the festive season to be with family, so he's made an immediate impact as well. And we can draw a line about the Sydney Cup because, of course, Edda James won the Packenham Cup last year okay. and won the Sydney Cup, and Attorney may well be headed on the same path. Let's head attorney up. Attorney two starts back, David. Fourth to fun fact there in Sydney oh, after another bad memory so, <laughs> I just thought it was, there was in that break before I don't know how many people have asked me did you back ready to roam that day when, <laughs> I think I did I think you could tell I did <laughs> let's go to Rose Hill Gardens and uh, let's go to race seven 
Speaking of the the Blue Army, successfully here with Pandemic, James McDonald had a fat day yesterday. Four winners, his one of them, Pandemic. Into the straight, Moe's Crown just the leader. 11-11, sticks to the task, the outside. Moe's Crown shown the stick, finds. Gets about a half in front to 11-11. They pulled away from Alberman. Pandemic's trying hard down the middle. Moe's Crown is the leader, he beat off 11-11. Alberman and Pandemic surging. Moe's Crown just in front. Alberman through the centre with Pandemic, Pandemic. Big win, Pandemic. Nose doubt, Alberman to win it. Close up, Moe's crown and a three-way go. Further back then to, uh, I think, Hulk's closed off behind them from Broken Arrows. 11-11 did it tough from Lagerfield. Then Poetic Charm, a single bullet, True Detective, Royal Witness and Express Pass. Here's Pandemic. Uh, promising type. That was his fourth win yesterday at start 10. He's yet to win beyond 1,100 metres. Uh, he's been sometimes a, a bit of the, the bane for punters as well, but... I think the way he was ridden yesterday, ridden cold and with the right run, he has a really good turn of speed. He's certainly an apt winner. He's taken long enough to win a race during this time, but I heard Paul Joyce make such a strong case for him yesterday with uh, with you on air, David, and that is, he basically said that he thought he was better than those at his best and he had conditions to suit yesterday. As we said, J-Mac had four on the board at Rose Hill out of the nine races yesterday. Let's go to another one of those victories, and this was on a very well-backed horse. Speed Map has got it spot on and got the money with Vitesse. Vitesse has been heavily backed. Leeds turning for home. Invinciano revved up the outside. It's Vitesse still travelling from Invinciano, then Savinia. Salika's pulling out, and Miss Redoble's looking for an important gap there. Tight for room. Vitesse kicking strongly at the 200, a length clear from Invinciano. Then Savinia sausage back to the rails. It's Vitesse two lengths clear now. Two lengths clear. Vitesse from Invinciano, then Savinia, and Vitesse led all the way. Vitesse from Savinia and sausage. Salika fourth, and Invinciano. Mystery Doble, further back and covered spirit, bring the ransom, wild about her immersement, get back in the field to enlighten me, slow burn, and think free. A mare who doesn't win out of turn, that was her fourth victory yesterday at start 28. I think she was described as a good bread and butter horse, but Chris Waller was adamant that leading was the option. Uh, James McDonald took that uh, took that up, um, uh, followed it to a tee, and she got the money, and as I said, well backed. Yep, it's, it's a pretty formidable combination, isn't it? Certainly is. I see a horse winning there yesterday at Rose Hill, Ellsberg. I see it's a Magic Millions Guineas yeah, um, contender, um, about $15 chance. Yep. So it's just starting to take shape, those two races now, with those first acceptances taken late last week. So we're six, six weeks away from the big dance, and, um, you know, we, we might see something at Eagle Farm this Saturday with a Callaway gallon feeling ready, and I think we're going to start to see... You hope so. Yeah, <laughs> you keep saying that. Subterraneans are not winning yesterday. He's not a Magic Millions horse, so he'll no. go back to Sydney. Well, I'm going to lose you next week. You're having a little bit of time off. Yes, I am. This is um, deferred from earlier in the year, so I'll miss next Saturday's return to Eagle Farm, and that'll obviously create a lot of discussion and... As you say, some great racing there to, to unfold. Well, I'll have to find a partner in crime for next weekend, but I'm sure i Never I'm been well. a problem for you before. No, exactly. And um, you will join me tomorrow on Press Room. Yes, I'll do that. Looking forward to it. I might try and catch up with Paul Hamblin in the morning. I think that's, I think that's a good idea. It's a good story. We'll, we'll work on that now. Folks, thanks for your company this morning. Always uh, happy that you can join us on Past the Post. And we'll be here again, well, I'll be here again next Sunday. Bye-bye.